Welcome to the Thanks for Waiting podcast. I'm your host, Erin Lowry, a perpetual question asker, change enthusiast, wife, runner, mama, and eternal optimist. Together, we'll go deep into the mindsets and behaviors that will help you to recognize your potential and build the life you've always dreamed of. We'll frame or reframe our mindsets to see the world of opportunity directly in front of us. We'll share real-life tips and guidance toward building confidence and empowering ourselves and others so that instead of looking at life sorry that we're not yet where we want to be, we stare into the face of opportunity and say, thanks for waiting. I'm ready to dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. It's your host, Erin Lowry. Hello. Thank you for being here. I want to just start very beginning of this episode from a place of gratitude. Thank you so much for being here, for spending this time with me, for listening to the content that I'm creating. I know I talk about it, especially on IG. I talk about, you know, how much joy this podcast brings me, but I hope you know how truly and sincerely I mean that. And it wouldn't be possible without you in the audience who are choosing to give me time and space in your day, your week, your month, your year to share this content with you. Like I wouldn't, well, let's be honest, this podcast might still exist even if you weren't listening because let's be honest, I like to talk. But the joy that I get from engaging with this community, from learning from you, from hearing your feedback, both constructive and inspired, um, I don't think... I can properly state just how much I appreciate that you make space for me and for this show in your life, that you are willing to listen, that you are willing to engage, that you are willing to share, uh, you know, when something resonates with you, when something that one of my guests says really strikes a chord or makes you think or teaches you something, or if I can share a little nugget of something that I've learned or open a conversation around a topic that's been on your radar or burning for you to talk about, like all of those things. That's exactly what my, I hope my dream is for the show. And to see it actually play out that way is it gives me more joy than you could ever imagine. So thank you so much for supporting me, for supporting this show. Uh, it, it really means the world. And the topic I want to talk about and unpack a little bit today is not unrelated from my gratitude for your support for this show, but it stems from this question that I don't think that we explicitly ask, and it's super important and needs to be addressed head on. And I want to talk about some of the tactics for actually responding to it. So the question is, what does it actually mean to support women in business? The reason this podcast exists is that I have had a desire to support women in business for quite literally my entire career. Like I remember the very first job that I took out of college, wanting to better understand the stories of the women I saw in leadership and what they were doing, how they were doing it to create more space for women in business. I actually recently found an old journal of mine from like 20, yeah, 2016 into 2017. And in it, Nearly every single entry references this like burning desire of mine to create a community of women in business and a way to like lift each other up and not just in the emotional kind of rah-rah support system way, 
but in the actual tangible like work that we're doing to create space for one another in business. And I do think that there is kind of this movement that's gaining momentum around this belief that a rising tide lifts all boats, that when one woman succeeds in something, it makes space for other women to do the same. When you see someone doing something that you want to do, it's simply proof that what you want to do can be done and it could be done by you and kind of reframing our minds into a place of abundance rather than competition and scarcity that, you know, a rising tide does lift all boats. And it's, (laughs) that was... That was literally the copy on the very first page of the very first website I ever designed in 2017. I wanted to create like an online community of women in business who could be this like support system and support network for one another. And the text was a rising tide lifts all boats because I do believe to my core that there is room for everyone at the top, that iron strengthens iron and that we are better together, working together, supporting one another than we are as individuals. So here's the thing though, is that it's very murky the how how to actually do this like it's great to have rah-rah I am a rah-rah person I love inspirational quotes I have pages and pages of notes in my phone from different like one-liners or things that really resonated with me and I trust me I'm a rah-rah I'm a girl's girl like yes queen do it you can do it I'll always be there for you I will stand beside you I'll stand behind you and support you but and, and that's great my curiosity is like, how much does rah-rah actually move the needle, right? It works when you're in a personal relationship with someone, I think, when you can be a support system for someone and you can be, you know, kind of experiencing the, the nitty gritty and walking in the trenches with them. But there are millions of women in business across this country, just within this country. Let's start there, let alone globally. And you can't be that like support system, that layer of support for every single person from an emotional perspective. So what can we do to actually level up someone else's career, someone else's business in a way that has tactical, tangible outcomes and in a way that is sustainable and scalable for the next generation of women? Because something's missing if all we're doing is saying like, yes, queen, liking a, a post on social media. And so anyway, I recently saw a video on Elevest on Instagram. It was a reel that they did. Shout out to Andy for sharing it with me. And they basically outlined some of the ways that a quote unquote boys club has actually empirically improved uh, and provided value to men in business, improved their careers and provided value to to them in business. And I want to clarify that my goal, my intention for this episode and for the show on the whole is not to point out things that are broken or that are, you know, that are insufficient. Like we can acknowledge those. So my point is not to sit here and like shit on the boys club while we can all recognize that there are some flaws in the boys club mentality. But my goal is to say, okay, well, something was working here, even if the whole construct of it maybe was imperfect. How can we take what worked, understand it, unpack it, and then repackage it in a way that is scalable and inclusive for everybody or serves more people serves more equitably. So this idea of a boys club, one thing is there's a sense of belonging when you're in an in crowd and that has a real impact on your self-esteem and self-esteem allows us to be bold. Self-esteem enables us, empowers us to go after things, to, uh, you know, ask for something when we need it or to take on a new opportunity or a risk that we may not have taken in the past. So there's a real value to feeling like you are supported 
that's a little bit more in the rah-rah area, but it is, it does have an actual like practical outcome. But there are other things that have benefited men from this construct of a boys club, like speaking openly and plainly about finances, specifically salary. Let me give an example. My friend Seth works in XYZ job with XYZ years of experience or type of experience. And he tells me that he's making X dollars. What that does for me, if I'm in a similar job hunt, looking for a similar type job with similar experience to what Seth has got, I have an idea for what my time and contribution can or should be valued at because I have transparency into what Seth is making for in a very similar scenario. And so that empowers me to seek out similar types of opportunities, similar types of compensation based on that benchmark. What often happens with women on the topic of money, and we many of us know this, you can kind of nod along with it. And it's something we've talked about a little bit here before, is that there is this tone and experience of shame when it comes to the conversation around money, whether that's how much money you have or don't have, what you do with your money, how much you're making, what you don't do with your money. We experience a lot of shame around that. And there are all kinds of different angles from which we could unpack that. But one example is just simple transparency around what is expected in the way of compensation for specific services or specific experience doing a certain type of job and just helping to create benchmarks. And that's a conversation that can very easily happen in a boys club that may be missing or may not be had in environments where women are trying to level up their own income opportunities. Another example would be creating an open standard of delivering and accepting feedback and constructive criticism. Being able to say, you know, mate, I see what you're trying to sell here, but your tone isn't working. Try this. And then it's not being delivered from a place of aggression or competition, but it's just an open forum to share feedback. It's just, uh, you know, intended to be collaborative. It's intended to solicit the input and feedback from somebody else who may have a unique perspective to offer you. And it's only intended to make you better. And that's another area where I have seen it. Certainly this is anecdotal, but I think a lot of us could say that we've experienced something similar, which is that when there is this perception of scarcity, we are pitted against one another. As women, we are competitive with one another. And so feedback may, A, never be delivered or never asked for, never solicited, or B, may be received as something that's tearing down versus building up. And so it's, again, we need to create more of an opportunity to give and receive feedback in a way that's constructive. So With all of this in mind, it got me thinking about how practically, tactically can we as employees, as leaders, as business owners, as counterparts, how can we create more work streams or more opportunities to actually level up with one another and to create more space, more springboards for the careers and business opportunities of others around me? I will first start by saying, I'm not the one who has all the answers to this. I'm still learning this. I'm still trying to best understand what this plays out or how this plays out as well. But what I did do is I circled this question to the women in my life who are walking the walk themselves, who are extraordinary leaders in business, who have tons of experience, who what I found really helpful is especially the feedback from women in the older generation from me who had a very different work environment when they were 
coming up as professionals. And so I wanted to better understand like what works, what are some of the things that we can and should be doing to actually move the needle on, on another woman's career or another woman's business efforts. So this feedback that I'm about to share with you came from some incredibly smart, talented, gifted women. Some of them you've heard from on the podcast before. Some of them will be on the show in the future, the near future. Others may just be in the background and kind of my own private support network. But I'm going to go ahead and share with you some of the thoughts that they shared with me around what it actually means to tactically support women in business in a way that will move the needle for them. So the very first thing is make it your responsibility to understand what your friend who you're trying to support actually does. You're better equipped to refer them, to help them, to support them, to connect them with you know, a potential investor, a potential client, a potential employer, if you actually know exactly what they do. So this is my challenge to you to set up a call with them. Take them out to coffee, take them out to drinks and ask them about their experiences, their business experience, their ideal client, become a client of theirs if you have that specific need or if you can afford it, but really take an interest in what someone does. You would be astonished at how much about the way that someone spends eight to 12 hours of their day, you actually know nothing about. So this is a really important thing is to actually take an interest and make the effort to understand what someone does. Another example, speak their names in rooms that they're not in. If you're networking, you're at dinner, you're at the grocery store, if you hear someone talking about a service or an offering or an open position that you know your friend is a fit for, throw their name in the hat. The biggest endorsement that you can give to anyone is you putting your name behind it. Every Monday, I have created a habit of writing a positive review for a business, product, service that I support that I've tried, used, spent money on, experienced, and loved, and I write a positive review publicly for that business because I know how valuable that endorsement, the personal endorsement, not to say that I am so important, but to have a positive personal endorsement applied to something speaks volumes for the quality of that business, and it helps to solicit and attract net new clients or customers or opportunities for that business. If you think about it, advertising, and I've worked in advertising for the majority of my career, but advertising can only go so far, right? Spending money to talk about yourself is good. It puts your name on the, puts your name on someone's mind, but the endorsement, the personal endorsement from someone who's firsthand experienced your expertise, your offering is so much more valuable. Every single one of us interacts, especially with small businesses, but every single one of us interacts with women-owned, women-led businesses. And the very best way that we can help to support them is to help other people to find that business. And so putting their name there, making that connection, speaking their names in rooms or you know, offering some kind of support that's tied back to you is such an important way to help them level up their business efforts. Another thing is to share, 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 share about them. Social media is easy and it's free. And I know I did not 10 minutes ago talk about how, you know, liking someone's post is is rah-rah and that's great, but it's not necessarily moving the needle. This is a way to take that one step further because again, it's a way to 
make a connection with your community, with people whose ear you already have, with the audience you already have trust with. And I'm not saying audience like, you know, you don't have to have a podcast. If you have one follower, if you have 10,000 followers or whatever on social media, it's a really easy way for you to share a friend's post that they, that they make. If they have an offering or they're doing a giveaway or they are starting a new service or they have a specific skill set, it costs nothing for you takes a couple of minutes, but it could have a huge impact into the way that that person is able to connect with a whole new audience. Another thing for this is to actively connect people. Some people just need a foot in the door. And once we give that to them, they take over that space and they go after an opportunity that we help make available to them. If you can facilitate this, do it. Help get people connected. Say, hey, Sarah, I know that you have this specific need. I know Gwen, and Gwen does that extraordinarily well. How about I make a connection? Another really awesome application of this is helping someone to find a mentor. So this is a topic that I've pulled this several times on Instagram. We've talked about it a lot here on the show that people feel very intimidated by the idea of finding a mentor. People feel very intimidated by making me ask for, quote unquote, can I pick your brain? And I hate that sentence. You guys know that. But the idea being like, it's, it's, it's hard to put yourself out there and ask for help from someone when you are not able to really offer much back to them. Like you're solely asking for them to give and it's not as much a reciprocal offering. And so when a third party can help to make that connection and help to set up a mentorship relationship, that can have very real tangible outcomes for the mentee. It also gives the mentor an opportunity to share. Like most people want to share about what's worked for them or their experience. Most people are very eager to be generous with their time and their experience. And so helping to find the an individual who could specifically benefit from that helps both parties. Another way to support women in business is to support women-run businesses. Put your money where your mouth is. There, one of the reasons that I actually started the podcast in earlier this year is that I had this hypothesis in the beginning of 2020 when I saw how everyone was being impacted by the pandemic and really how women were sort of disproportionately impacted. I had this theory that women would start to explore entrepreneurship at a rate not previously seen, not previously documented. My hypothesis was correct. And I tracked the new business licenses being applied for from 2020 through present day. And sure enough, the number of those licenses attributed to women has skyrocketed. The the increased rate is incredible. So what prompted me to finally launch the show is that if more and more women are exploring business, exploring entrepreneurship, there is a need to facilitate community. There is a need to provide support and insight and wisdom to help make certain that those women and those business ventures succeed to be the connective tissue, to be the heart, to be the how-to, to to be a resource and um, a space for those women to up-level themselves in their careers. And so that's how the show finally got launched, just to be in support of women making moves in business, yo. Okay, that was awful. I regret that. And moving along. So what does this mean? Well, it means that there are increasing numbers of businesses 
run by in support of women. Some of the businesses you frequent today, you may not even realize are women run, which is amazing. But I would just challenge you to one, be intentional with where you spend your money. And if it's important to you to support women who are making those products or services available, do a little legwork to figure out where you can support uh, another woman in business in that way. I'm also very happy to share the businesses that I've learned of or that I've tried and I recommend in this vein or in this category uh, so that you know you can, one, you can get my personal endorsement like we've talked about and two, you have a little bit of legwork that's taken off of you. But this is another really important way to make certain that women businesses are getting as fair a shot in the marketplace as any other business opportunity. A couple of other things that are important to keep in mind if you're committed to supporting other women in business, going back to what worked for the boys club. One, it's being open to giving and receiving constructive feedback. Get in the habit of asking for feedback specific to your professional efforts or your business efforts so that you can continue to learn and grow. This, of course, requires that you build a network of people around you whom you trust. And it also doesn't mean that you just get feedback from other women. Like, obviously, men have great business insight to offer as well. But I think when we create a foundation of normalizing feedback as a way to lift each other up as sort of a springboard to new opportunities or to up-leveling what we're trying to accomplish, it makes it so much more usable and so much more regular. Like it's not helpful to get feedback just one time and then never to learn if your implementation of that feedback actually contributed to something. So I would just encourage you to find a group of people, of women who you trust and who you can get usable feedback from and who you can offer feedback in a loving way, in a way that says, I want to see you succeed. I want to see you thrive. And so it's important for you to have this additional perspective. The other piece of this is to commit to being open and transparent and sort of shirking off the shame that we carry around money. That doesn't mean that I'm asking you to give your bank statements to other women in your life, but simply be willing to have conversations around what you charge for your specific service. If another, maybe you're mentoring another new business owner and she doesn't really have an idea of how to price her services, if you can offer insight there based on real life experience, please do so. If you are counseling uh, you know, a girlfriend who's trying to get a new job opportunity, help to figure out how she can be pricing herself in a way that is competitive, in a way that is fair for what her value offering is. I would also say normalize this conversation with your male counterparts. If there is a a gender wage gap, which we know exists, let's start having conversations and making that ask of our male counterparts to better understand where some of those disparities could be adjusted for and to where we can explicitly ask for compensation that's fair and equitable for the experience that we have and the job that we're going to do. So I hope this gave you some ideas, some things to think about and noodle on for how you can create an environment of support for the women doing business around you, whether they are working to climb a corporate ladder, level up their corporate careers, maybe they're entrepreneurs hustling to build a business, build a dream. Maybe it's women who are nurses, teachers, they work in the community around you. 
What I hope is that this is creating a conversation, whether you are another woman who has really been conscious like I have to try to better understand how to be a support system for other women around you. Maybe you're a gentleman listening to this. If so, thank you for being here. And hopefully this gives you some ideas for ways that you can be very intentional and specific in creating space for more women also to rise and to thrive in business. But the point is, the main takeaway is that we have it in our hands, in our grasp to create a harbor in which all ships get to rise. So I hope that you take this as as encouragement to do that and hopefully some tactics to do that as well. Thank you for listening. If anything in this episode specifically stood out to you, resonated with you, I would be so appreciative if you would share it, share it on social media, tag me in your thoughts, tag me in the episode, forward the episode to someone who also could benefit And more than anything, I would love your thoughts and your feedback. I know for a fact that I didn't cover every single suggestion (laughs) that could apply to helping to support those around us. And I want to create a conversation here and I want to learn from you. So reach out to me. You can email me Aaron at AaronLowry.com or shoot me a DM on Instagram at Aaron.France or thanks for waiting pod, two different Instagram accounts. Sorry, I know that's confusing. There's one for the show and then my personal But either way, thank you for being here. Thanks for being part of this community. And I will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Thanks for Waiting podcast. If you enjoyed this show, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And I would be so appreciative if you would leave a review and let other listeners know what you loved. You can also follow along with my daily happenings on Instagram at Aaron.France. Or check out my website, erinlowry.com forward slash podcast. Be well, do good.